Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, Bully Ray and I break down Monday Night Raw from last night. Different type of Raw, skeleton crew, obviously some COVID concerns, especially with your WWE champion, Drew McIntyre, declaring on Raw that he has been isolated due to testing positive from COVID-19. We talk about Monday Night Raw, and we get into the discussion of Charlotte Flair. And is it greatness hate when it comes to, I believe, one of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time, Charlotte Flair? All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. There's a lot to talk about, Bully, when it comes to last night's show. And... You know, the word broke, I think, pretty much very close to when we signed off yesterday that uh, Drew McIntyre tested positive uh, for COVID-19 and that he's isolated. And obviously, that's going to be for a couple weeks. And they did a good job of actually showing him last night. I, first of all, um, kudos to the WWE bully for acknowledging it because... For the last eight and a half months, they haven't really acknowledged it at all. And, you know, when your WWE champion tests positive, now's the time uh, to acknowledge it. And they did last night. So, obviously, we wish uh, Drew McIntyre well. We wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, boy, you, th- you talk about Drew McIntyre the last year. The ups and downs that this poor guy has had from... You know, from winning the Rumble with over 40,000 fans going crazy, getting that WrestleMania match with Brock Lesnar and doing it in front of zero fans, and then having his two reigns as WWE champion pretty much in front of zero live people and now testing positive for COVID-19. I guess whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I really do believe that Drew McIntyre at the end of all this is going to show his worth. I tweeted last night that, you want a picture of a true champion? That guy is Drew McIntyre, and I think he's just going to be stronger for the trials and tribulations that he's gone through this past 12 months. In life and in wrestling, you got to learn how to hit the curve, and I think Drew has done a fantastic job of hitting the curve, and like you said, the ups and downs and dealing with them and the struggles and the trials and the tribulations and uh, you know becoming stronger through all this. Drew's got a, he's just enough of that laid back, laid back personality. Like one of my issues with Drew is sometimes I think he's a too, little too laid back, but being laid back, like in real life, maybe allows you to deal with this, these situations a little better and not to become so high strung and stressed out about it. Listen, with the whole COVID situation, um, it seems like if you get it, there's a really, 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 really great chance that you're going to get it. It's going to be rough for a couple of days, but then you're going to get over it as long as you're strong and healthy and no underlying conditions. I'm almost positive that that applies to Drew. He even, I believe he even said that he was asymptomatic. So I, I'm sure Drew will get through this and he will be back in time for the Rumble. And I thought it was a good idea, as you said, for the WWE to acknowledge it. There's no reason not to acknowledge it. Yes. It seems, you know, I'm sure you have friends and family who might have gotten COVID. I do. I know like 18 people that have gotten it. And only one case that was even remotely, you know, uh, quote unquote, bad. Um, So, yeah, if somebody on the show gets it, especially a world champion, hey, got COVID, nice little message, boom, I'll see you guys as quick as possible, and a good little message to stay safe out there and try to protect one another. And and I'm glad that they had Drew McIntyre deliver that message. 
Like, I'm glad that, you know, he tested positive, but also he's the one that said, hey, wear your mask, be careful, you know, stay away from people, you know, until you know what's going on. I'm glad that they let him deliver that message, not only because he tested positive, because, hey, he should be the face of your show and the face of the franchise. And I think Drew McIntyre has definitely grown into that position. That's a tough position to be in. You know, Bully, you and I have done shows about Drew McIntyre. Is he the right guy? You know, you you said you wanted a little bit more base to Drew McIntyre, a little bit more of that edge. You know what? There's a lot of truth to that. But at the same time, if you're going to, for the WWE, if you're going to be the face of the WWE, you got to come across like the way Drew McIntyre did yesterday. Hey, he's got the issue, tested positive. He's fighting it. He's battling it head on. And, oh, yeah, he gave that positive message, too, to stay safe and be careful. I, the one thing about that show last night that, you know, you can definitely grab and take a hold of is that Drew McIntyre is your champion. He deserves to be your champion. And I hope they give him the ball when this whole mess is over. Because if anybody deserves the spotlight and having it in front of a live audience, it's Drew McIntyre. I will tell you, after I saw that uh, Goldberg package last night that the WWE did a phenomenal job with, knowing that Drew has COVID and will just be getting over COVID right around the time of the Rumble, I don't know. I know. The way they presented uh, (laughs) Goldberg. and, and, And listen, you're right. It was a very good package. But again... Everyone's fear, and, and and it's it's funny now that you know now that we keep seeing Goldberg come back, everybody's like, ah, this is. Listen again, this guy. Every time he's returned, he's become a champion. Whether it was you know it was it's it's been the universal champion, and then yesterday, what were they promoting yesterday on the show? Goldberg has never held the most prestigious WWE title, which is your WWE championship. So everything that Goldberg's accomplished, they they found one. One tidbit that he hasn't been able to accomplish, and that's winning the WWE Championship. I got to be honest with you. I'm a little nervous about Goldberg because I do believe the way they've been presenting him that just like we saw the last time and the time before that, he could be your new champion. And with the way they presented Goldberg last night and the fact that Drew does have COVID or tested positive for COVID and will be getting right, be getting out of quarantine right around the time of the Rumble, you know, what's to say that even though he's asymptomatic, it doesn't take a little bit out of him, you know, affects his training, sure. affects his ability to get in, you know, get in a ring, maybe a little bit of ring rust, you know, not being in there. I don't mind using the fact that Drew has COVID as a base of a story if Goldberg was going to win. Listen, Drew got it at the wrong time, and timing is everything. And Goldberg was up to able to step up to the plate at the right time and take advantage of the situation. Hell, maybe you have some of the WWE doctors telling Drew, you know what, you should not be getting back in the ring right now. You're just not ready to go. You've taken a hit over the past two weeks. You know, your lungs may not be able to handle it. I like using it as an aspect of the world championship match. And it's also something for not Drew to fall back on, but people to fall back on for Drew. Because they'll say, oh, well, Drew had COVID. Maybe he wasn't strong enough. And then Drew goes, you know what? Enough with this COVID excuse. No, I lost. Goldberg was the better guy. But at WrestleMania, I'm going to get my championship back. I'm spitballing ideas here. My point is, I would use it as a storyline aspect if you were having Goldberg go over. Well, I mean, the one thing that we know, Bully, when it comes to COVID-19 is how unpredictable it is and how it affects certain people in certain ways. Like, you know, you look at Drew McIntyre and, and how he looks and how fit he is, but who you don't know how it's going to affect him moving forward. I mean, this is like maybe coming out of these two weeks, you're right. Maybe his body isn't prepared. You know, maybe it takes enough out of him that if he was to be in a competitive match, he wouldn't be able to give 110%. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Believe it. There's a lot of there's a lot of unpredictability when it comes to this. I'm glad that they're using this because they ignored it when it came to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 36. They never explained it. I, I thought that would have been, hey, realism is the best, I think, the best way to go when it comes to Roman back in April. 
you know, he had just battled leukemia. There was no way he was going to take any chances in stepping in the ring at WrestleMania 36, and they had to find a replacement. Um, but here we are. They have decided to go the other way than they did last April, and that is be completely honest, be 100% truthful. They broke their own news. They didn't let anybody else do it. Um, so to me, use it. And if you really look at it, Bully, you're right. Chances are you're going up against Goldberg and you were just in quarantine for two weeks. If if he's able to to even do it, they might even go another way when it comes to Drew McIntyre. Maybe when we come to the Rumble, maybe it, maybe maybe Drew's going to have to let that WWE championship go because he's not able to compete. We don't know, but at least it's a little bit intriguing storyline-wise what's going to happen at the Royal Rumble and ultimately what's going to happen at Goldberg. And ultimately, is that, in turn, going to give you another match at WrestleMania 37? If you are going to go out of your way to put Drew on TV twice last night, and one of those times admitting that he had COVID and talking about it, there's no reason why it should not become an aspect of the match and the story moving forward. We're not going to be, we're not going to have much of a story moving forward because Drew's going to have to do everything from home. People are going to wonder why he's home. They're going to have to remind you that he tested positive for COVID. It's, it's the perfect real life scenario Yep. because even though you're asymptomatic, right? Still out of the game for two weeks, might not be able to be in the gym. Um, he might have a home gym where he could work out by himself, yada, yada. But there's enough, there's enough there to use COVID as a bit of a story because it is very real and it's a real life situation that is taking place that the WWE decided to let us know about. Utilize it. Now, in typical WWE fashion, they might have, you know, Drew be, you know, Superman and be the only person on the planet that is impervious, you know, to COVID. Although I don't think COVID could live in you, Dave. I think COVID would get so disgusted that it would just leave you immediately. Wow. Um, what do you think? <laughs> anything is in 2021, <laughs> bully, anything is possible. And here's the other thing, too. Um, and, and you know what? My first and second wife would probably agree with your assessment as well. Uh, but bully, like, I mean, looking at the show and just get off of Drew McIntyre for a second, you look at that show, I'm guessing there's definitely some COVID return, uh, COVID concerns when it comes to the rest of that roster. Because when you look at the show last night, it felt like they were, they put that show on with the skeleton crew last night. So, you know, and that's part of the precautions of somebody Getting COVID is now, you know, we've and we've seen it in the world of the NFL. A quarterback get, is test positive. Well, everybody that was in that uh, the meeting rooms with the, with that quarterback, then all of a sudden you're seeing, you know, a, a, a backup running back throwing the ball behind center because of those things. We saw it with the Cleveland game. So many people are out because because of COVID concerns. The head coach for crying out loud. So it, it felt to me, bully that there was definitely a skeleton crew working on that show last night. I totally agree. And we're going to get into a lot of the matches that took place. Um, it seemed like a lot of guys had two matches last night. Yes. Um, and this is also one of the reasons months ago I said, I'm not going to be that hard on the WWE during this COVID time. Yes, there are things that we've talked about that we might not like that don't make sense. There were things on the show last night that didn't make sense. But I do believe they're doing the best that they can with the talent that they have at their disposal right now and that the situation is allowing them. They have to write these shows and then get the right talent there. I don't think they have the entire crew there, the entire roster there, if they're not using people. I don't think that would be beneficial health-wise to anybody. So you have a situation, you know, like last night, that was that was an, uh, in case of emergency break yes. glass. You know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Uh, just get trips in there. Boom. We'll, we'll get through it. And and I thought they did a good enough job with Hunter last night getting through it uh, in the beginning and the end of the show. Um, so you, you, we can't crush them because they're, they're playing, they're trying to work within their own means with the situation. 
I mean, I guess down in, I guess with like AEW, maybe they have their bubble and their bubble goes on a little longer so they can have more of their crew down there as we see around the ring every single week. I don't know the specifics of WWE, but I would imagine that they don't have everybody there unless they're using them. So they did what they could, you know, with the, the talent they had at their disposal last night. I thought last night was an okay show. It, it, it okay. I will say this. It, it, it kept my attention. I think knowing that you were going to get Randy Orton and, and Triple H at the end of that show, I, I would think that, and it's it's obviously been a trend that Hour 3 doesn't do that well in the ratings. I think that trend might change based on what we saw last night. I know for myself, I I had to continue to watch until the end of that show to see what was going to happen with Randy Orton and Triple H. Again, it shows you the power of the returning legends. And like you said, you know, in case of emergency, break glass. And that's why we saw Triple H last night. But they gave you a main event. Not, I mean, maybe not quality-wise, but, you know, marquee-wise, they gave you a main event that made you want to keep tuning in until the end of that show. Greetings. This is Ed Robinson, producer of Busted Open. Recently, Dave LaGreca banned Randy Orton from the show for his conduct towards our own Mark Henry. You are a useless piece of shit and will never be a part of this show ever again. Yesterday, Dave reinforced that stance. He has no balls. He wouldn't do that to Mark Henry if Mark Henry was 100% healthy. You know what? He's not the vibe. He's no balls Orton. Today, we're asking you, the nation, for your help. Inevitably, Randy is going to learn about what Dave said. And once he's done with Dave, Dave is going to need transplants of vital organs necessary to keep him alive. If you would like to preemptively donate any of your organs to help keep Dave alive, a spare kidney, lung, heck, maybe even your spleen, send a self-addressed stamped envelope care of Dave, you can have part of my liver to bust it open, and we'll add you to that list. Then after Randy is done beating the piss, blood, and shit out of Dave, you can proudly say to yourself, a part of me lives on in that show. Thank you. You want to talk about me getting frustrated wanting to go on a rant? During that segment, the negativity about Charlotte Flair, it it boggles my mind. Watching Charlotte Flair last night, and she's in there with Lacey Evans, and Lacey Evans is good. She's not great. She's not awful. She's good. Charlotte Flair is excellent. Like, go back and watch that match. What she can do in the ring is truly amazing. I don't understand why there's so much social media hate for Charlotte Flair. We had the same discussion about Roman Reigns a while back. Right now, Charlotte Flair is nowhere near the title. She's not in the title picture. You know, she's a tag team champion with Asuka. We'll see where that goes. But, like, I think Charlotte Flair, since coming back, has been excellent. She's always been excellent. I don't understand all the negative social media hate for Charlotte. People are stupid. That's why, Dave. We, we, we always somehow I can't, I can't disagree this. with you on that one. Yeah, People yeah, can be stupid. They're, they're <laughs> mutants. Um, uh, you're, you're always going to have people on social media who think that they understand or know what's going on in that ring and how, how, how um, you know, what makes a great talent and what doesn't make a great talent. Charlotte Flair is top of the food chain all time yes. when it comes to women wrestling. All time. All time, possibly in the top three females of all time. It's, it's not even it's not even up for debate. It's a cold hard fact. And to sit there on social media and to talk crap about Charlotte. Oh, she's only in that spot because of her father. I mean, how old is that one? Yeah, because if she didn't have the the, the, the last name Flair, she wouldn't be as athletic as she is. She wouldn't look as good as she does. She wouldn't have the gear that she does. She wouldn't be as gifted as she does. Stop it already. I mean, you, you look completely foolish and ignorant if you take the social media and start bashing one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Yes. No, maybe. I, I, I don't know if it's like a greatness hate. We, you know, I had this of course discussion. it's greatness. It, hate. It's gotta but, be, but I, 
But my first reason is the most reason, because they're stupid. They're ignorant. Some of them could just be young and not know any better. Because, I mean, you see the comments, but do you really look at the profiles and who's saying what? Probably a bunch of Joshi wrestling fans who still living in their mother's basements. Seriously. I'm not even trying to be like a, a jerk right now. Who are the people that are, who are talking crap about Charlotte Flair on social media and why? I'll tell you what. I'll donate $1,000 to your favorite charity. Call in right now if you're a Charlotte Flair hater and give me a good reason why. I, I want to know why. Like that that's the thing. Like and and listen, I bully you're you're hyped up because you're you're upset. Like listen, I'm giving the forum. I'm I'm giving you a forum. I'm not we're not going to kill you. We're not you know, I I know a lot of people say, "Oh, well bully's going to, you know, just jam his fist down my throat." No. I, I if I don't want to just say, "Well, I hate her." Or she sucks. I don't want that. If there if there's a legitimate reason why you you don't like Charlotte Flair. And I'm not talking about the character or personality that we see. I mean, if you don't understand how good she is, watching that match with Lacey Evans, and again, this is not a knock on Lacey Evans, but Lacey Evans isn't exactly Bailey or Sasha Banks. How fluid Charlotte Flair is in the ring. You know how we talk about Randy and how Randy makes it look so easy because every motion, every movement means something, and sometimes you kind of sleep on Randy Orton because he's so good, he makes it seem effortless. I could describe Charlotte Flair the same way. I mean, I even went back and watched the match again because I just wanted to watch her movements, how athletic she is, how she makes it seem the, the most difficult things seem so easy. And also, too, I'm going to throw this out there, how she could cover up other people's mistakes. There was there was some there were some things that happened in that match that could have gone south pretty quick. She does a great job of covering it up. She does a great job of just going with the flow of a match and seeming like even a mistake seems like a, it's a natural progression in the match. I, I mean, there's very flu very few flaws in Charlotte Flair's game. And I, I just get I get angry and frustrated. And maybe bully it's it's on me because maybe like some of these like quote unquote bottom feeders just love to irk you, so they say stupid shit just to get you riled up. But when I send out a tweet about Char- oh how much is she paying you to say something positive? Are you watching the same match I am? She sucks. No, she doesn't. A Hall of Fame a, a Hall of Fame wrestler just said. That Charlotte Flair is top three all time. Think about that for a second. You know what, top Dave? Three forget about all the, time. Forget about the Hall of Fame crap. You could take my Hall of Fame ring and, and throw it out the window. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this stuff. I'm not gonna blow smoke on my own ass, but I'm pretty pretty freaking good at spotting talent. And spotting talent in Charlotte Flair isn't rocket science. You know where most of her hatred comes from? Go ahead. Becky and Sasha fans, because they can't stand the fact that Charlotte is as good as she is. And you know how Becky and Sasha fans are. God forbid you say anything bad about Becky or Sasha. And there's a lot more holes in Becky's game than there is in Sasha's game. But again, and bully, we've had this discussion. But when they it comes love to Becky and they love Sasha yes. so much that their hatred for Charlotte is blinding. And throw in some Bailey fans there too. Now listen, yeah. if you give me Charlotte versus Charlotte versus Becky, I'm sorry. If you give me Charlotte versus Sasha and Bailey. I'm in for it, but I think Charlotte is beyond that. I think Charlotte should be wrestling men. And I've been saying this for a long time. You know what I was thinking last night? I, I was thinking about that discussion that we had seven months ago about when Charlotte returns, put her in the ring with Randy Orton. I couldn't even sit here. Like, if I got a phone call right now from Vince... Or anybody up there, and they said, listen, there's, we're, we're trying to make Charlotte better. 
What do you see? Where would you tighten her screws? What would you do? I wouldn't even know where to start. She's a she's a thoroughbred. She's a tr she's. Uh, th I don't see in the what's wrong with her. Well, okay, l let's take the aspects of her. How's her promo? She's she's very good on the microphone. How's her look? Great. Gear. Fantastic. Entrance. She. I, I think she has one of the, one of the best entrances. I think her entrance at WrestleMania 35 might have been one of the best. WrestleMania entrances of all time. Presence. She has the presence. She has that presence of greatness. Looks. It has the look, just like her dad. That long. Uh, you but know, but long I'm saying, she, pretty, pretty lady. Yep. Right. No doubt. No doubt. In ring ability. Phenomenal. As a pro, pro wrestler. She's she's got it down pat. Athlete. She's a tremendous athlete. Maybe one of the most athletic. Uh, wrestlers on the roster right now. Ring general. Example, last night against Lacey Evans. Ability to have matches with women who are not on her level. She's been she's proven that time and time again. Again, example, last night. Ability to step up to the plate with the other women and make them better. She's ha she's done that too. Um. Yeah, I don't know what else there is. I, 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 I now when we had this, we had. I, 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 I want to reiterate: if you are, I will open this up to a fan, to fans, any wrestler in the business who want to dispute this, anybody, call in this show and you tell me why Charlotte Flair is not as great as we say she is. I, I, I I'm. Begging you to call into the show and give me a cold, hard fact. Make one great point that makes me go, eh, ooh, you know what? I didn't think about that. You're right. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this right now. Now, if you get some jerk that just said she sucks, she's terrible, then you might cow. get a rant. But, like, you know what? We're, I, I'm serious. I'm, I, I want to hear from a lot of these people that hate on Charlotte. Give me a reason why you do. And I'm going to listen to you because Bully just said it. Hey, make me think. Make me make me think. Make me reevaluate. Now, when Bully and I had this discussion months ago, do you remember like before she she left, we had this we we did it. We I think Bully, you and I did maybe two or three shows on this and it carried over even to to Mark and I doing a show on this. Like at that time, Charlotte was champion. She went and went to NXT, won the NXT championship. She beat Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania, and a lot of fans were calling up and saying, "Well, why isn't Bailey getting an opportunity? Why isn't Sasha getting that opportunity?" And Bully, you took the side that you know what? You even fought me. I said, I said Charlotte was head and shoulders above anybody else, and you came back and said, "No, Dave, she's not head and shoulders. Look at Bailey. Look at Sasha." Now, look at the last seven or eight months. Bailey had a tremendous run as, as SmackDown Women's Champion. Sasha now has that SmackDown Women's title. Asuka has the Raw Women's title right now. The way things look, Charlotte Flair is in a feud with Lacey Evans. She's nowhere near, at least right now, that championship title. She holds on to the tag team title, but come on. You know, that's not holding the SmackDown or the Raw Women's Championship. She's not muddled in that main event story. So I don't see where anybody right now would have a problem with Charlotte. Hey, everyone. This is Nicole Auerbach, and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. So we're talking about Charlotte. Okay, so first, Ed, your yes. opinion on her, and be brutally honest, and do you disagree with anything me and Dave are talking about? I do not disagree. Uh, I endorse uh, the points that both of you gentlemen are making. I was at the Women's Evolution pay-per-view, what, 2018, was it? Yes. Um, 
Charlotte's performance in that last woman standing match with Becky was Hall of Fame worthy in itself. And it is to date, uh, object- objectively speaking for me, the best women's match I've ever seen. So I, I don't understand any of these sentiments expressed by Charlotte haters. Where do you think the Charlotte hate comes from? If you had to put your finger on it. Nepotism. They, they think simply because, oh, it's Ric Flair's daughter. Ric Flair's daughter is going to get whatever she wants because she's Ric Flair's daughter. They can't see past that veneer of nepotism. That's, I think that's where, that's where the problem is rooted. Gabby, for some reason, I think you're going to have a different take on this that we haven't said yet. But what's your opinion? So I think the one overwhelming fact that is very clear to me is this is very female driven. It's this is girls that we're talking about here. So in my eyes, when it comes to women and you're following in the pack of these leaders of, oh, you're a Sasha fan, you're a Becky fan, you're a Charlotte fan. There's jealousy that comes into play and that causes hate and that causes emotions. We're much more emotional. You know what I mean? So it's almost that high school mentality of like, this is the leader of my pack. I can't like you because this is my girl. And it's almost like I'm unloyal. So instead of just saying you're good too, and maybe you're better than where I choose to stand and the person I choose to follow, they're jealous of how good she is. And that makes you hate them because you can't nor you can't admit that you're jealous. You, you can't. Girls don't do that. You know, we, we put it on like, oh, no, I don't hate her. I just hate that her dad is this guy because that's why she gets these things. That's why she's special, you know. But it's all this is this is the mind of female. And I hate to say it because obviously I'm female, too. But I think that that's what it comes from. If this was guys, I think it would be very, very different. Truly, I do. Hey everyone, this is Lisa Ann and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. Harvey tweeted out just now, I think some people don't like Charlotte as she is always deemed to be front and center. Maybe they feel less is more. If you have something you love every day, it becomes less special and may become sick of it. Now, also, we have Jeff that says, I can't call in, but it's not Charlotte we hate. Just like Roman years ago, she's forced on us. Nothing against her, though she's a goat. Just wish time was spent on others, not just her. I got to disagree right now with those tweets, Bully. If that was the argument nine or ten months ago, okay. But she's been off your TV for what seems like forever. Um, Bailey and Sasha had their time to shine. Sasha's... A star is still shining right now. She's on SmackDown and is your SmackDown Women's Champion. And again, it seems like right now Charlotte's in a mid-card feud with Lacey Evans. So how is Charlotte being shoved down your throat? She's not. And not only is she in a mid-card feud with Lacey Evans, she's in a storyline that revolves around daddy issues. Yes. That's... That's typical Charlotte. That's Charlotte 101. Uh-uh, don't think so. No. And 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 Harvey's tweet, he said, um, I think some people don't like Charlotte as she's always deemed to be the front and center. Well, let's look at a little bit of wrestling history. Was Hulk Hogan the front and center? Yes. Why? Because he was the top star in the company. Was Steve Austin front and center? Yes. Why? Because he was the top star in the company. The Rock? Top star. John Cena, top star, blah, blah, blah. Why is Charlotte there? Because she's earned the right to be there because she's the top star. Listen, people, everybody gets an opportunity at a push. It's not like we're saying that Charlotte has any more advantage or disadvantage. Yes, if you're born with a last name like an Orton, or a flair, you're going to have high expectations. And it's probably harder to be an Orton or a flair than it is anybody else that, you know, born into this. The Rock also. If anybody has lived up to the expectations, it's Charlotte. 
I don't know if we're going to be talking about Randy Orton as the greatest of all time when everything is said and done. There's a good chance we're going to say Charlotte is the greatest of all time when everything is said and done. Charlotte is no, I, I don't, when I see, actually, when I see Ric Flair in the same shot as Charlotte, I despise it because I want Rick kept as far away from Charlotte as possible because I hate when people go back to this argument of, as Ed said, nepotism. Now, I am enjoying what's going on right now because it's a cool little story that people can sink their teeth into. But Charlotte is, you called her head and shoulders above the rest. I don't think she's head and shoulders above Sasha. I don't think she's head and shoulders above Bailey. Do I think she's better? Yes. And why have I said she's better? Because of her natural, God-given athletic ability. I think she's a little bit of a better athlete than Sasha and Bailey. I also think that her exposure to psychology over the years is a little bit more elevated. And, and again, Bully, that's not taking anything away from Sasha Banks or at the time Becky Lynch or Bailey. Like, Sasha Banks took advantage of that time. She has the title. That feud with Bailey was absolutely fantastic. We talked about it. Bailey was elevated. She proved a lot of people wrong, myself included. I didn't buy into her being a heel. She did a great job as a heel. That's but I don't understand why if you if you're the biggest Becky Lynch fan and you love Becky Lynch, that's fine. And if you want to hate the character that you see on TV, I don't understand going to social media and pissing on somebody who's absolutely fantastic. I, 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 that boggles my mind. I, I, I don't understand. How can you be blind to the athletic ability? Like you said, the fact that she could be a ring general, the psychology she uses. And right now, she's not in a main event storyline. And she's been <laughs> off of TV for months. So I don't get the hate. I would do I a job want- for her. How's that? What's that? I would do a job for her. There you go. No problem with it. What? what be, zero problem with it. Booked the right way. Correct story told. Match worked the right way. I'd lay down for it in an, in an instant. That's how credible I think she is. Do I think she's going to go punch for punch with me? Forget about me. Do I think she's going to go punch for punch in the face of Randy Orton? No. That's not the way the match would be designed. Why can why was it okay for China, but not okay for Charlotte when Charlotte is light years better than China ever was? Uh, yes, I agree. Or or even let's even go to another company. Look what Tessa Blanchard did winning the Impact Championship. Why did everybody say that was great? What a moment! This is so good. Well, why can't you do the same thing with Charlotte in the because world of the WWE? Internet darlings who think that they run the wrestling world. And I said that I believe the hate was coming from Becky fans and Sasha fans, and Gabby honed in on it a little more and said it was coming from the female fans. And it revolves around one word, and it's one of the most, it, it's the most disgusting of, of the seven deadly sins, and it's jealousy. Well, Bully, let's go to the nation because we have a lot of people that dis- that do disagree with us when it comes to Charlotte. And that first one would be uh, Mike in Tampa. All right, Mike, floor is yours. Guys, thanks. Appreciate the, appreciate the time. Great show as always. First you, time, Mike. long time. Still real to me, damn it. Um, you know, you guys are <clears> – <throat> this is really like the only reason that I continue to uh, – um, resubscribe to Syria. So, uh, Dave, great job to you. Great, great show. Um, here, here's, here's the deal. All right. Um, Charlotte is a physical specimen. She is awesome in the ring. Like probably one of the goats, if not the goat in, in terms of women's wrestling, where she misses with us, with the fans is her promo work. It sucks. She's monotone and it doesn't connect with us. It, it I, 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 I challenge you guys to tell me when she's ever given a great promo ever. Like you talk about, you talk about Bailey and, and Becky and Sasha. They're awesome on the stick. 
Charlotte, not so much. Well, I completely I mean, couple, disagree. Uh, yeah, and, and Mike, really quick, because you say, first of all, I, I think even you have to admit, it's strong to say that Charlotte sucks on the microphone. If you want to say she's a little weak on the microphone or maybe she could do a, uh, do a little bit better on the microphone, to say she, that she flat out sucks on the microphone I think is is pretty strong. The other thing on top of it, Mike, you just said she's the goat in the ring. She's a tremendous athlete. She's a phenomenal wrestler. How many times in the history of pro wrestling have we seen wrestlers that were fantastic in the ring and were a little bit weaker on the microphone? One of my all-time favorite wrestlers was Jimmy Superfly Stuka. Vice he was versa. terrible on the mic. Or vi- no, it's more vice versa. They were strong on the mic but weak in the ring. And you can't start off a sentence by calling somebody the GOAT because if you're the GOAT, that means you are the best in all aspects of what you do in your game. You can't say, oh, she's the GOAT, but her promo sucks. Your take sucks. And you know what, Because you can't call somebody the GOAT. And her promo doesn't suck. Let's just (laughs) say you want to say what's so funny. She's the goat in the ring, but man, I, like, come on. Can can you point back to one time, one time in history when she had the mic in her hand and it was like a drop the mic promo? You I mean, are we, all right. She sucks. Uh, first of yeah, all, okay. I, again, Mike, and Mike, and listen, <laughs> I, I'm glad that you're a fan of the show. I love it. And thank you for listening. But, like, again, when you talk about. Drop the mic moments, memorable promos. First of all, how many how many wrestlers in the world of the WWE right now have had those drop the mic moments where you're like, nobody's Holy writing it for shit. them. Holy nobody's shit. writing it for them. Yeah. Nobody can write those drop the mic moments anymore. Also, by the way, go back and listen to some of Charlotte's promos on the road to WrestleMania 35 in that main event. I remember Bully and I praising Charlotte with some of the promos. There were actually a couple of shows where I think on the microphone, she bested Becky and and Ronda. Now, she didn't do it. Ronda, I thought, was underappreciated on the microphone. Becky, obviously, of the three, was the better of the three on the microphone. But I certainly cannot say that Charlotte sucked. And it, there were times that she had some really strong promos. But, Mike, if you're going to say to me, drop the mic moments where you're like, holy, holy shit. What a mess. That's a pipe bomb. How many times have we really gotten that from the WWE the last five years? Seriously. Let's just take the level of believability last week when she got out of the ring and she stared daggers into her father's eyes and said, get out of my business or get out of my life, whatever she said. Again, I sat back in my seat. I was like, holy shit. Yes. Looks like Rick's bottom lip was quivering. So don't come on the show and say, she sucks. Your take sucks if you start off with she's the goat. And here's the thing, Mike. I wish I didn't let you go because there you go. That was last week. That I mean, we were talking on this show how real that was. How, you, how listening to Charlotte talk to her father, you felt bad for Flair. You're like, holy shit, that's his daughter talking to him that way. So what should we get more less of? Should we I'm sorry, what should we get more of? Mandy Rose, um uh, uh Dana Brooke, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler? Should we get more of those barn burners instead of Charlotte? Yeah, if you want to talk horrible promos, we we we, we want to talk about people that suck on the microphone. First of all, bully. And again, you have to own the words. We've talked about it. The words are written for you. It's your job as a performer to own those words. But the reason that we loved what we saw last week, there was some realism to it. You can't you can't tell me Charlotte last week on the microphone sucked. You can't. And again, Mike kind of just spoiled the phone call because right off the bat, he's like, she's the goat in the ring. She's the goat. She's the goat. Do you know what goat stands for? Greatest of all time. So you can't say she's the greatest of all time in the ring, but she sucks on the microphone because balances and checks. That means she's still freaking good. 
Michael Jordan, greatest of all time, because he was a, he was really good at three-point shooting. He was really good at free shooting. He was really good at dribbling. He was really good at winning championships. He was really good at this, that, and the other thing. That's what made him the GOAT. It's not like, well, Michael Jordan's the GOAT, but he sucked at free throws. Well, then you can't be the GOAT. Your credibility is killed right then and there. But he did say go in the ring, but not on the microphone. Everything is in the ring. Everything is considered in the ring. All right. So, I I mean, I don't think we're going to get a lot of phone calls from people saying that Charlotte Flair is terrible in the ring. I mean, I'm waiting for that, and that, that might be where I lose it. But let's be completely honest here. Is she great on the microphone, in your opinion? Is she great on the microphone? She's good on the microphone. Every time she talks, I'm invested. I listen. I don't know if she's had, other than what you talked about, WrestleMania 35 or the stuff leading up with Becky and Ronda. Listen, nothing is memorable in wrestling anymore. They make it unmemorable. What promos do we remember? Remember a, a punk pipe bomb or an Austin 316 or a, well, let me tell you something, brother. Or any of the rock stuff or Cena stuff, but what recently is so memorable? Everything is unmemorable these days. It's not like we're getting son of a plumber anymore. The world moves fast, wrestling moves fast, and they don't want you to remember anything because they just want you invested in today. But you can't tell me that the girl sucks on the microphone. She doesn't even come close to sucking on the microphone. Now, if you want, if you want to grade every aspect of her game, uh, in-ring ability ten, uh, gear ten, presence ten, look ten, this ten, promo eight. Okay, what's wrong with an eight? Even the greatest video game char- characters in the world aren't all tens. Even Michael Jordan was an eight in some aspect of his game, right? I can't. You're a big football. No, you get my point. (laughs) If you take a look at everything across, what you're a big football guy, Dave, best quarterback of all time. Your your opinion? Brady, Tom Brady. But what if you had to say Tom Brady was not as good at one aspect of his game as the other? Maybe uh, mobility in the pocket. Mobility, maybe arm strength. I mean, okay, you, so the, so he's an eight in those areas. But, but you know what? He but again, this goes back to Charlotte. He there's he has a persona. He knows like he's a winner. He's a winner, and that's why people hate Tom Brady because he smiles and he wins, and people can't handle it because they're not secure with themselves. Don't even get me started with the Brady hate. The guy's freaking forty three, and he just won a playoff game. I mean, you got to yeah. go back to freaking Blanda, for God's sake. Somebody at the age, at his age being on the field throwing a football. Fucking guy is 43 in the playoffs. It's ridiculous. And yet still people say, oh, he's not that good. Really? Really? When it comes to Charlotte, all right. You want, First of all, she doesn't suck on the microphone. I think what Bully said, hey, you want to give her a 7 or an 8? Right. But every other aspect of her game is a 10. Uh, a 10. Who, in, in your opinion, male wrestler, who is the GOAT? Ric Flair. Okay. What aspect of Ric Flair's game would you say he was not as good at as all of his others? Uh, I mean, you know, there was there was, the one to take, hot take that people have is some of the predictability in his matches. He, he absolutely, he, yeah. I mean, he he used the he had the he, there was the high hat he would hit from time to time in his matches. Would you say that Bret Bret Hart is a is an all time goat also is a is a goat also? He's one of the best of all time. Did he have the same predictability in his matches that Ric Flair did? He didn't, but you know what? He wasn't exactly Ric Flair on the microphone. Exactly. So those are my points. We're taking two guys that can be in the conversation of greatest of all time, and we're showing you how one aspect of their game is not as great as all of the other's aspects. So if you want to tell me that Charlotte isn't as great on the mic as she is um, with her physicality in the ring, okay, I'll have that discussion with you, but that doesn't mean she sucks. She doesn't suck. She's not okay. She's not fair. She's, we'll use good as the starting point.
Um, historic main event match at WrestleMania 35. Would that have gone down the way that it did if uh, Charlotte wasn't involved in that match? Would we have had uh, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey as the main event of WrestleMania 35 if it wasn't for Charlotte? If Charlotte is not in that match, you don't have a main event level match between Becky and Ronda. Charlotte was put there for a reason because she's the general. Becky's not the general. Ronda's not the general. Charlotte is the general. Charlotte is there to make sure everything goes right. And credit where credit's due. That match is not the main event if Ronda Rousey is not around. And Becky Lynch is not Becky Lynch if her face wasn't standing in front of Nia Jack's fist. And again, and that's I, just brutal honesty. And again, bully, this is what frustrates me. Nobody's putting down Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks. No. Becky Lynch was extremely popular. You, you know what? Much more popular than Charlotte. Sasha Banks is a star. I mean, she's obviously in the Mandalorian that that show that you love so much, and Cody, whatever the the shit. They, you know, awesome. He, she's a star. But my God, that why? Oh, I love Charlotte's awesome. Well, what I, why do you have to put down Charlotte? Why do you have to put down Becky? Why, Becky, you love Becky. Why do you got to put down Charlotte? Makes no, makes absolutely no sense to me. Hey, everyone. This is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. She's so confident that that's why her voice doesn't change when she just promos because she doesn't have to. It's just there. And it's a known fact that she knows she's the best. So she doesn't have to try harder. So I think if you don't connect with her as a male, you're a little bit intimidated that she's this confident of a female because you're not used to it. Drop the mic. And as a confident female, I know what that's like for men to not know what to do with you because, oh, I don't connect with you. You don't connect with me. You're, you can't keep up with me. That's the problem. So open up your mind a little bit to connection. It'll be better for you too. Just saying. Well, Stephen, on your point, says, since when does the queen have to connect to anyone to be the best? She is the best because you can see the passion in everything she does. Face or heel, she helps improve the women and the product. It's a pretty good tweet from Stephen. So women it's are not, jealous it's not her and men are intimidated. I think those are very valid takes. They're also intimidated in the fact of if their girlfriend's talking shit about Charlotte, they're going to believe what their girlfriend says about it. If they're Sasha or Becky fans, they're going to fall in line and believe the same thing. I'm telling you right now, they don't want to have that argument at home. Wow. That's. I think Gabby has emasculated most of the male listeners today <laughs> on the show. Wow. And Mafia kicked most of the female listeners. Gabby. All of the ones that at least at least hate Charlotte. Gabby is extremely opinionated when it comes to Charlotte. We're, we're, we're asking for good opinions from somebody today. We're getting them from Gabby. Haven't heard one from a, a, a nation member yet who hates Charlotte. Still waiting. Let's go to Dave in Ohio. What's going on, Dave? Hey, guys. How are you doing today? How are you, buddy? Doing pretty good. Okay. Going to give you a view that I don't personally maybe agree with. But you said a little bit earlier, you said, you know, why not Stone Cold? Why not The Undertaker? Who got those overexposed? Randy Orton got it. The Rock got it. Roman got it. Could it be a second generation? Like they're entitled, like people think they're entitled. They're, you know, they're handed something and people don't want to see how hard they actually work. You know what, Dave? You have a really good point. Dave, this is an excellent phone call. Thanks for it. When did the Charlotte hate start? Bully. Uh, I don't know. The Charlotte hate started around the time of the emergence of Becky Lynch. When, When everybody wanted Becky to be champion, when everybody wanted Becky to be the star, Becky was the... they WWE perceived Becky to be the heel and Charlotte to be the face. Ah, okay, yes. And and we even said, wow, they're going in the wrong direction here. 
Charlotte is the one that's the champion. Charlotte's the one that's been great. Charlotte's the one that's been perceived a certain way. She should be the heel. And Becky Lynch, who's the underdog and fighting for that spot, should be the babyface. And then finally they listened and they switched the roles. And, you know, first of all, that wasn't Charlotte or Becky's choice at that point. That's what creative wanted for them. But it was right around that time that people started to hate on Charlotte. And what Becky's line was, as the heel, she was saying that Charlotte was entitled. And that became kind of the rallying cry for people who were fans of Becky Lynch. And it seems somehow, some way, that entitled stigma has stuck with Charlotte. And I think the caller's on to something. I think that might be a big reason why people still don't appreciate Charlotte the way that they should. Because of the Becky situation. Yep. As I said from the beginning, I believe this stems from Becky fans and Sasha fans. But also, too, the WWE not understanding their fan base and continuing to push Becky as a heel and Charlotte as a babyface when clearly the fans were behind Becky Lynch. Hey, everybody. This is Fran Freshella, host of the podcast World of Basketball. The game of basketball has truly become a global game. Markovic buys it into Becky, and somehow it goes in. Each week, I talk with the players, coaches, and executives who have led the way in growing the game of basketball around the world. Real Madrid have stolen victory from the jaws of defeat. Episodes are available every Thursday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Check this one out. This tweet is just mind-boggling to me. Mind-boggling. Albert Heath says, I became cold on Charlotte when her and Sasha were in their feud. WWE would have Sasha win the title on Raw and then have Charlotte win the title on a pay-per-view. You want to tee off on that one, or should I go first? Well, I mean, there were complaints from Sasha fans that Sasha never had a title defense. Like, she would win the title, and then in her first uh, title defense, lose. But that's eons ago. I mean, Sasha has held on to this to the SmackDown Women's Championship forever now. I I, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't if know you why you're gonna, bringing up something you were, from the if past. If you were going to win a championship, Dave... Would you rather win the championship right now on paper? Or let's just say in the past five years. Would you rather win a championship on pay-per-view or on Monday Night Raw? Raw. You got more people. You know, over a million people probably more watching it on, on Monday night than on a pay-per-view. Ding, ding, ding. Circle gets the square. If you're going to win a championship or if you're going to do anything worthwhile, you want to do it where the most amount of viewers are seeing it. Also, too, like, you know, if that's the story of Sasha Banks, Bully, that, you know, she never gets the opportunity. Well, she's getting it now, number one. And number two, that that builds the popularity base for Sasha Banks. Like, again, I I don't understand. It's almost like some of these people are grasping at straws now. Still waiting on a good one. Like, really, that's why you hate Charlotte? Because... Uh, creative decided to have Charlotte w- uh, win the title back, uh, you know, on a pay-per-view. Like, that's why you hate Charlotte Flair? If you want to boo Charlotte Flair or you don't like the character of Charlotte Flair or this is why you cheer for Sasha, okay. But, Bully, that's not the venom. We're getting absolute venom from people when it comes to Charlotte Flair. So her winning the title on a pay-per-view is why you say she sucks and she's terrible? Ops. October Lynn chimes in. Honestly, I can't stand Charlotte. I never could. I don't think she's at all that great, talented, or charismatic. Is she talking about Dana Brooke? Or is she talking about Charlotte Flair? She said, obviously, I'm in the minority, but it doesn't bring, she doesn't have a presence for me. Even Lacey Evans seems to be a bigger presence. I, right. I, Dude, I, it, I, I, I don't know what to say. 
Her like, entrance alone is a bigger presence than the entire women's roster. Her ring gear alone is a bigger presence than the entire women's roster. Perception-wise, with entrance, gear, and everything, she might she might be the best of all of them. I can buy into a, the caller saying, you know what, there's not... She's missing that personal connection with the audience. I can buy into that a lot more than saying that Charlotte Flair has no presence. I think her presence is some of the reason why maybe some people can't connect because she reeks of of champion. She reeks of superstar. She reeks. And people of know they, they could never be her. And and that might be the relatability factor. Why maybe maybe that's why Bailey is more relatable because oh look at Bailey. I could be like Bailey. I like to hug people. I could be like but I could never be like Charlotte. I don't look like her. I don't have her stature. I'm not the athlete she is. I could never be her. Thus I hate her. That's greatness hate. Well, I mean, that that's the definition of greatness hate. Because if you like Sasha and Bailey, because she's relatable. Listen, when it comes to Sasha, Sa- you want to talk about another women's wrestler has that presence of greatness and attitude and confidence? That's Sasha Banks. So I, I you know. Oh. <laughs> if anybody reeks of that attitude, it's Sasha. If anybody walks with her head held higher than everybody else's, it's Sasha. Because she, des- if anybody's she got their it. nose in the air, like that's she deserves. I'm saying yeah. she has, she has that swagger that everybody is bitching about with with Charlotte. You you watch Sasha when she does her entrance. Watch her demeanor. Just watch everything about her. That girl is basically telling you my shit don't stink. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.